Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Contrast, the consulting podcast of NIBM Pune. Today we are both privileged and absolutely delighted to have Mr. Anamitra Pathak among us. Anamitra so is a senior consultant with Deloitte India and has more than 5 years of analytical expertise in the financial services industry. He began his career at EXL before moving on to HSBC where he assisted the commercial banking business of HSBC UK by offering data driven analytics solutions. He is currently working in the customer strategy domain at Deloitte assisting businesses to meet their growth objectives by providing both analytical insights for enhancing product and customer performance developing marketing strategies formulating customer requested programs and meeting regulatory standards talking about his education anamitra sir holds a btech in it from indian institute of engineering science and technology shipur as well as an mba from the reputed spjn institute of management and research His accolades and achievements at work speak volumes for themselves. Being a star performer in 2015, a team star and a leading light in 2018. According to Ish Nerola, Vice President of JP Morgan Chase and Company, Anamitra sir is exceptionally analytical in his thinking, has a very good attitude towards work, and is willing to learn new things, constructively embraces feedback, and is incredibly reliable and self-motivated. Sir, this is indeed a tremendous pleasure to have you here. And before we dive into our discussions for the day, we would be grateful if you could tell us something more about yourself and your academic and professional journey. Right. Uh, so thank you for the uh, the great introduction. And uh, first of all, I would like to thank Consult Club for this wonderful initiative. Uh, I think uh, thank Vishal and the Consult Club. uh for reaching out to me and kind of uh, giving me this opportunity to share uh whatever i have learned in these 5 6 years uh on a topic which is trending and it's close to i think every uh cxos uh heart right so uh, yeah so to add a couple of things uh, to the introduction that you said so uh so i have been part of uh, deloitte for the last 8 9 months right and in that i have been working closely with uh, two different industries so i got a chance to work with the technology industry in general and then i also got a chance to work with a, a with a leading company in an oil and gas sector so right now over the last uh, close to 6 years i have 5 years of banking and the last uh, close to 1 year two uh, different industries so uh, right so if i tell if i share a bit about my journey uh, right so uh, how it has been and and uh, so in 2014 when i graduated i knew nothing about analytics right in general though i my field was my specialization was it but uh, i did not know anything about analytics uh, then i landed a job in excel and then i understood that okay data is something which is uh, close to my heart and i would love to spend more time with it because my quants were good and it's as like every engineer has like good uh, uh, control over their quants right so that is something which was similar for me as well so uh, yeah no no offense to the non engineers but anyways uh, right so again um, 
I have met some uh, some uh, guys from uh, non-engineering backgrounds who have better quants uh, knowledge than me as well. So again, uh, no offense to non-engineers. So again, uh, so as I was saying, so from EXL, uh, I have, so primarily it was into retail banking. So there I got an opportunity to work with HR analytics, uh, marketing analytics, product uh, specific uh, analytics teams like cards, uh, then uh, treasury management, uh, right? So then I moved into uh, HSBC where I was mostly into the commercial banking side of things. And there I got an opportunity to work uh, with, again, uh, on, on product analytics, on regulatory analytics, uh, segment analytics, right? And uh, uh, so by segment analytics, it's also known as customer analytics. So mostly it was that. And then somehow I felt that, okay, uh, it's, it's, it's been, so MBA was always in my mind. So to, to start off with, actually MBA was always there that I wanted to go for an MBA. So I guess after five years, uh, I thought it was enough, was enough. And I had to go for an MBA. And that is when I decided that I would uh, go for one year MBA because I had five years of experience. Uh, so I joined SPJMR. Uh, I prepared for GMAT and CAT. And, uh, I joined SPJMR. And uh, then SPJMR's one year, that was actually a, a, a pretty uh, interesting and exciting uh, one year of my life. Because uh, again, uh, the exposure that I got to the different fields or the different areas of business, uh, that is something which was completely new. So, so what happens is before MBA, when you are into something, you think that that is only your world, right? But uh, when you, that was the whole purpose of going for MBA, right? So you want to know more about your business, how it works. Uh, you want to know everything of the entire value chain. So, uh, so same for me. So again, uh, after SPJAN, I got into Deloitte, uh, and uh, here I'm part of the customer strategy and applied design team. And as I said, that uh, I've got an opportunity to work with uh, two clients, uh, which are completely from two different industries that added to my uh, industry not industry knowledge and uh, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it as, as of now and uh, yeah that, that's it amazing sir that's one of a kind of a journey and i'm sure just like me all our listeners are intrigued by your exceptional profile having said that we can't wait to dive into our topic for the day so sir could you give us a brief description of what exactly is customer strategy and uh, how are organizations moving towards being more customer centric in their operations? Right. So basically what is customer strategy? So that's, that's uh, so customer strategy is a very frequently used word, uh, but uh, so what, would, what do they mean by it? Right. So that's, that's the thing. So, so generally customers evolve right over time. So if, if you think that whatever, uh, a customer needs remains the same. So that is not how it works in today's world when everything is uh, changing, uh, even customer needs change. And as a company, you should change when your customers are also changing. So that's, that's, the, that's the crux of it. Now, customer strategy is nothing but the articulation of your business strategy. 
and business strategy is nothing but your vision, mission, and purpose. So, as a company, so let's say uh, uh, whatever. So, as I said, uh, from business strategy, you come down to your customer strategy, and your customer strategy, uh, you constantly kind of change to bring in your customer views and customer feedback into the process. And you are constantly changing your, going on changing your customer strategy. So, uh, in short, uh, that is basically what is customer strategy. And in terms of customer centricity, so that is uh, something which is uh, guided by certain uh, principles or certain aspects. So not every so every company is focusing on their customers. So whenever any CEO, let's say, interacts with their uh, with with his team, so he or she does keep an eye on the NPS score, the Net Promoter Score, which is the Customer Satisfaction Score. Uh, he or she is interested, and he, he or she is aware of the fact that what the customers think of them. But how many of them are able to align that to the customer needs? And that is where the real challenge is, right? So, uh, in terms of customer centricity, uh, so there are certain aspects like, let's say, personalized products uh, and services, right? Which is customization. Then uh, the second aspect is, let's say, uh, automation and technology, right? Uh, third aspect is the quality uh, of, of your product. The quality of your service that you are offering, and uh, fourth aspect is uh, analytics-driven or data-driven decisions that you are uh, uh, that you are taking. So, uh, whatever. So, these four are the key aspects. Now, there are many ways in which you can add more, uh, uh, I guess, attributes to this customer centricity concept. But mostly, these four. As an organization, so if, if I'm uh, looking uh, looking at changing the way my business operates, if I'm able to change these four, I think I'll be able to become more customer centric. Now again, there's a whole uh, marketing and sales aspect to this as well. Uh, but let's start as an organization. So since we are starting, uh, we are mostly discussing uh, what organizations have to do. So it's the internal aspects which come into the picture. So these four, mostly if the companies are able to, uh, I would say, adopt. So that is when they will become more customer-centric. Um, so let me give you a small example. Since uh, you guys are from uh, NIBM, so you, you are aware that uh, so 20% of the cost of a bank it's it's on the operational cost. It's it's operational cost, right? So whatever you are doing operationally, so out of the out of every hundred rupees, twenty rupees you are spending on that. Now, as a bank, if I'm able to work towards customer centricity, what would I do? So I would I would try to optimize my operations in a way which is more aligned to the customer needs. So that my 20% comes down to let's say 10%. And in a way, it also impacts the net promoter score. So let's take a small example. As I said, I, I, I have some uh, background of 
credit cards analytic so some of you are maybe using your credit cards and uh, you get these rewards right so can we personalize these rewards for each person it's it's a question now let's say if i say that okay uh, okay so uh, we have vivian we have shitija we have harshil right so uh, we have vishal and harsh uh, kartik and amartya right so every one of you you are spending uh, differently right now if i as an organization let's say i am a bank let's say i am a city bank or hsbc or a jp morgan uh, or a amex and i tell you okay so vivian travels more so you can use your rewards in maybe uh miles say, like yeah in, in miles. mileage in your during your trips right so you can use that let's say uh, uh vishal is more into shopping so uh, he will use maybe i'll i'll grant him more rewards or he has the freedom to use more rewards in, in that place but can if this is a very simple idea right but make this change happen there are a lot of things that you have to do in the back end so as an analyst you have to understand the customer profile you have to understand your risk appetite you have to understand uh how much exposure do you have to this customer so there are various metrics right you have your apr you have your uh, credit score uh, so you, there are many things in a credit card now uh, even in terms of rewards so if if i am tempting this customer to use more rewards will he or she uh, use more of his credit line which i have extended so these things so to make these things happen there are host of changes that you have to do as an organization so uh, to start off with what's the first thing that you have to do so as i was saying uh, you keep uh, the, the four things right so personalize so right right now as a ceo let's say uh, somebody wants that i want to offer customized products so they start with that now to offer that you have to automate most of your manual and uh, manual and maybe less complex tasks so that your business has more time to discuss more about business and less about maybe getting the task the, the, the regular or the daily tasks completed so you have to automate you have to and, and whenever you automate you are getting into a space which is uh, which is like uh, in in the top percentile in in terms of zero quality or quality uh, zero error or so i did not mean to say zero quality uh, pardon me so zero error or uh, the top the best quality of reports or zero error reports right so those kind of things or zero uh, uh, zero error services so whatever service you are providing there is no error right so that's that's something which is you have to achieve and then finally you have more of the data which comes into the picture and you take those decisions based on whatever data you have captured because i, I can uh, tell you this interesting uh, fact uh, so banks are the most uh, banks are the organizations which have 
most of the data okay so banks and insurance companies they know a lot about their customers they have been traditionally traditionally storing data for many many years right uh, not many industries are as matured in terms of uh, storing data but you will be surprised to know that even big banks the global banks the best of banks they don't use more than 30% of what they are capturing so let's say what i mean by that is any customer who is going to open an account uh, with a bank or or uh, let's say there are various forms that you fill up right there are various things that you provide maybe it is it's in form of a image or a pdf or it's a written document or whatever so how much of it is getting stored and reused okay so there are couple of fields which they kind of capture from that but do they use the entire thing uh, they don't and uh, that's that's the biggest challenge okay so even though you are capturing uh, data but you are not able to use that much maybe it's because of certain aspects like let's say there are regulatory aspects uh, then there are maybe uh, so regulatory is something which is a huge concern for any bank you don't want to be in the uh, in the bad books of your regulator uh, so uh, definitely you have to abide by those principles but again uh, data usage is something that you have to push as a as a leader Uh, in any organization uh right so as i was saying so we were giving we uh, we were discussing the uh, the case of a bank right? so uh, so that is how so as an organization so it it all starts with customized products but the question is right now what are the banks doing so you must have seen uh, 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 maybe you must uh, you guys have maybe worked in banks or you have that experience so uh, right now what they do is they segment their customers so let's say i have 100 customers in my book uh, in my book and i have four segments okay so it's like premier uh, let's say premium premium customers then maybe uh, a level below that and maybe uh, something which is for the general customers and maybe something in between so every bank names their segments differently so let's say they have four five segments customer segments and right now what they are doing is whatever strategy they have whatever product strategy marketing strategy so everything is driven by this segment in general okay so maybe in the in the premium space they are able to offer those personalized uh, uh, offerings so let's say a guy like ratan tata so when ratan tata goes to a bank definitely he has a personal advisor so in the banking industry there will be a day when there will be more of these personal advisors even for someone like anamitra even for someone like vishal even for someone like vivian even for someone like ajay uh, so so that's that's the uh, that's the target and this whole thing is driving from this customer centricity approach because you are putting your customer in the center you are putting your customer at the center and then you are trying to think what more can i do for this customer right 
So uh, again, I'm focusing more on the bank because since you guys are from uh, mostly are interested in that sector, right? uh, so again, that's my assumption. Is my assumption wrong or is my assumption right? Yes, sir, you're right. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so yeah, as I was saying that, uh, so the more of customized offerings, personalized offerings I can provide you, the more happy, the more satisfied you will be as a customer. So, so to just take the example of Netflix, that is what they're doing, right? So when they have this uh, uh, model or algorithm, which is constantly throwing up uh, suggestions based on what you saw, and those suggestions are, uh, are, are very accurate, right? So you, you do get happy that you don't have to scroll through the entire page and search for that. It's just at the top. It's a simple thing. It saves your time as well, and it's saving their time as well. In return, they are getting a happy customer, and when you have a happy customer, that customer will pay more for that service. So, to to sum up, so I think we discuss a lot of things. To sum up, just one thing, which is, you have a business strategy. So, in that business strategy. You have to have customer satisfaction as something at the core of it, right? So when you have that, you develop your product strategies. When you develop your product strategies, so you will be more customer centric when you are offering them customized, personalized products. You are offering them better products and services. You are taking their feedback. You are constantly changing based on their feedback. And thirdly, uh, you have an organization, the cultural aspect of it, which is completely internally as an organization, you have to go through this change management process where uh, you have to develop a mindset that nothing is constant in terms of products and services. Right now I'm a bank, I have maybe let's say 20% market share, but Again, 10 years from now, I don't know if I will be able to have that 20% market share. So I'll have to constantly adopt to the customer needs. I have to constantly surprise my customers in a good way. So yeah, that, that, that's the summary, yeah. Uh, really good answer, sir. Uh, coming back to the examples that you had given, you said that customer satisfaction is the core of the operations. And at the same time, with the evolving uh, aspects of the customer, there have been uh, a lot of different kinds of customer profiles that have popped up now. So what are the challenges you and your team encounter while, you know, adopting a customer centricity approach? Right. So in terms of challenges, right? So uh, I, I think the first problem is, so let's say, uh, so, so this was, uh, this was, a client uh, with whom I was working uh, in, in Deloitte, and it's it's one of the largest organizations of the world. But so let's say I'll uh, that from my experience. So this cast uh, this company, so this was uh, this company was product oriented. Okay, so when you are product oriented. You keep your product at the center and you decide, you think that your product is something which will uh, 
bring in all the all your revenue or whatever targets you have it will be able to achieve that now when this product oriented company is switching uh, is is moving into customer centric uh, uh, it's it's trying to become a customer centric company and let's say it's it's uh, so you guys use netflix and you are aware that you have a subscription model right so you pay every month so this company when they were becoming more customer centric so customers generally like subscription models then uh, then uh, that's the general trend so rather than you have to be uh, having to pay maybe a lump sum amount for 5 years you would like to have that freedom where you can uh, maybe discontinue whatever service or product you are taking whenever you are not happy with it you want that freedom so uh so in, in in this case uh so when i am as a product centric model uh so when i am becoming more customer centric and i'm aligning my internal uh business my systems and everything to become a, a subscription based revenue revenue model i'm switching into that right so there's there's one challenge which was uh which which every company faces when they move from the general business model into a subscription based model that is you are, as a as a leader you are not aware what will be your future uh, inflow or what will be your future revenue because suppose in this month i have 100 customers next month there's no guarantee that those 100 customers are going to stay right so maybe that will become 80 right now or maybe that can even come down to 60 uh so there are uh, so this is is this is something that i i i kind of uh, faced in in my uh, uh, experience with this client uh, and and uh, this is something that actually it's it's a very small problem but what happens is there's a host of changes that you have to do so let's say um, change your business model into let's say a subscription based model you have to change the way you budget the way you function uh, the way you plan right so you cannot uh, uh, you cannot plan for 5 years or 3 years because you have something you can definitely plan but you cannot uh, say for certain uh, you cannot be sure about it that it's going to be uh, there so this is this is one such challenge but again uh, these challenges vary from company to company and of course every company is at a different stage in this in this journey right uh, so uh, so there's this interesting thing that uh, I, i think uh, so as a, as a company so as i was saying that this company was trying to become more customer centric uh, so e- even this is a very interesting question that the leader has to understand and they have to ask uh, that am i ready to make that change right so suppose you have uh, you have a product which is your number one product right you are in that comfortable space you have 80% of your market share do you want to experiment with that product and do you want to change the way customers are paying for that product right so if you change 
what are you going to earn? You are going to earn uh, a good NPS score, right? Uh, and you're going to maybe earn even more revenue that there's a fair chance of it because you're going to have that uh, those set of customers as well who kind of like to uh, on and off, switch on and off between multiple products, right? So you have that floating population or, or floating uh, uh, target population. So, so there are certain questions that you have to ask. So in terms of uh, uh, the challenge, as I said, so though these questions, they do uh, answer these questions or they do have a strategy for these questions when they become, uh, they, when they transform or when they want to change as a company. But uh, definitely there are certain things uh, which, which will always stay as a challenge and that is the uncertainty of when you are making that shift. And as a team and as an individual, you also have to deal with that uncertainty. Okay, sir. So, uh, with uh, dealing with uncertainty, so how would you describe an ideal uh, strategy to implement this customer-centric approaches of yours? Right. So, so before making any change, okay. So this is something. Uh, this is a very, uh, I guess, standard can which any consultant would give you, and even um, I would like to reiterate that. Uh, before doing anything, ask questions, okay? So that is what uh, forces you to think or forces you to uh, get into those areas which are uh, still untouched or nobody thought about, right? So before I become more customer-centric, as a leader, as an organization, I have to ask few questions. Right? And as I was saying, some of those questions will be, what is my vision as a company right so there's there is apple and there is samsung two of the companies have very different uh, uh, approaches to the way they do business right so uh, you guys are aware of uh, uh, this um, forgetting this his name it, it's it's you you start with why uh, right you have you have heard of this uh, TEDx video. You, you have listened to this video or you have seen this video? I Anyone? Don't remember. Why, uh, how, and we say like, what is it like? Why do we want to do it? How will we do it? And what is the reason behind doing it? Uh, I think so. Simon, his name is Simon. Yes. He's a yes. Uh, Simon speaker. Simon. Uh, yeah. yes. 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 Simon, yeah. Yes. So uh, he sold the three circles. He talks about the three circles, and within right. that, we have the reason why do we want to do it, the core of it. So right, things, yeah. right, exactly. So I would suggest watch Simon Sinek's video, right, and especially watch this video. Okay, so before you are going to maybe uh, get into your corporate journey, so as an individual, you need to understand that. So you always uh, ask your the question, why do you exist first, right? So, uh, I think Simon Sinek is the expert here, so you definitely watch his video, but I'm just going to quickly summarize that and I'll, uh, I'll kind of uh, connect the dots with what we are discussing here. I'll try to do that. So, he says that Apple as a company, so from, uh, from Apple, we, buy, we are buying an MP3, uh, we are buying an iPod, we are buying an iPad, we are buying uh, computers, 
and we are also buying other things right but uh, do we do that uh, from dell or hp will we be very comfortable buying a mpc player from dell or hp both of them are computer companies right but uh, we won't be doing that why is it because we believe uh, we believe that uh, as an organization uh, apple wants you to believe that they are doing something which no nobody else is doing right so uh, in the video you will see that he will be uh, taking examples of martin luther king and uh, apple and even right brothers right so the right brothers uh, example is the best because he is saying that here are two guys who have no expertise in that who don't have sufficient funds but yet they are successful so there's a reason why they are successful because they know why they are doing it the, whatever they are doing with the uh, the uh, the right brothers they were focused into you know coming up with this first flying machine right and making that a reality so they know why they are doing it and we as human beings we are much more uh, i would say inspired by why than what right so that is something which is is more of uh, which goes into the marketing uh, space of things because as as a human uh, as a human being what is your need right so so again but but ask this question so apple is a successful company but is apple product centric or customer centric it's customer centric sir because it was right. a first so, one to launch app store right but what if i tell you so yeah eventually so so that that is the uh, that is the funny part of it so let's say eventually so initially when they started out with ipod uh, there was no such device right did any customer know what they wanted no they did not so there are certain disruptions which happen where even the customer is not aware what they want exactly but when they get it they are ex extremely happy about it okay so simple uh, a very simple example is uh, so in a plane you don't have wifi right but i think for the last one two years certain uh, airlines have started this thing where they are introducing wifi yes in the, yes. in, in, uh, in uh, when when you have onboarded the flight you are there in the sky it's, it's you have access to wifi so it's such a cool and uh, simple thing right now initially when it comes in the market so it's like okay so you have you brought something new to this uh, to this industry or to this space but over time this becomes a habit this tends to become a habit right and that is when uh, you you arrive at a place where everybody is doing it right so when uh, steve jobs thought something about this that i want a very small device which can store this many songs you only had those sony uh, walk uh, i think walk uh, what were they called uh, walkmans right sony walkmans you had those walkmans and they were huge and people were happy with it right they were listening to music they were happy with it but here comes this man 
food uh, brings about this idea that okay let's do something which is crazy but it's going to change the world or change the way people listen to music now this is a product centric approach okay because he was thinking about the product that's going to change customers world and even there was no uh, was there any research customer research done was there any survey done nothing there was uh, no one who could tell that okay this would be a hit so as a company when you are making those you're taking those steps okay you're 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 trying to disrupt so you will come up with products or services which nobody has done before so at that point of time but you know that at the end of the day it's going to solve customer problems okay so primarily it's product centric but definitely over time you will become more customer centric because you are going to add more features you are going to customize it you are going to do more with it but even there are so all i want to say is even customers sometimes don't know what they want and you as a company so let's say a bank if a bank comes up with this innovative product uh even even uh, i did not think about it but you guys can think about it so uh, if you get time that uh, you can come up with a product so whenever you are coming up with a product there are three things that you should check okay so first is are you uh, abiding by all the, uh, the by the law of the land okay so whatever you are doing is that correct uh, is it legal if that is uh, if that's that's a uh, uh, yes uh, then it's fine second question is is it something which is going to uh, disrupt uh my uh, industry or disrupt my space yes uh then definitely it's a go and thirdly uh if if i as a company uh what can i do uh, to make this product more customer centric right so if i have these three questions answered but generally what happens is when companies come up with these innovations they don't actually think about so these are disruptions okay so they only think about the product what that product can do and that when you offer to the customer the customer uses it and they love it and that is when they try to uh, make it more customer centric because you take their feedback based on the feedback you focus more on the r&d and you make changes to that product and you come up with more versions of it uh, so so that is how it works uh right i think i answered your question but uh, but you can just repeat the question once again the the question that we were discussing uh the question was uh, what would you call an ideal strategy for implementing customer centric approach right so so first of all so as i was saying so again uh, uh, as i was saying that you have to know where you stand as an organization what your customers think about you as an organization presently so at this point of time what where i am what do my customers think and what can i do so as a leader if you have these three questions you know that you can come up with a strategy which is more maybe customer centric but is it always a necessity no you can maybe uh, so first of all is so this is a very uh, so why i mentioned change management because company the, the cultural aspect of it is very important if my employees are not 
in uh, are are not moving into this area or or they are not ready to move into this space they are not comfortable in doing so then it will be a failure so first i have to understand so as i was saying as a consultant you ask these questions so similarly you are a leader you have to ask these questions is my company ready if i make this change what is my impact on the bottom line what is my impact on the top line right if i know these questions then i can so so what i am i am doing as a leader is i have an answer for my uh, for my board of directors or for my internal discussions or for my investors that okay so if i am making this change this is what my impact will be on the bottom line and the top line and internally i need another one or two years to make this change happen maybe i'll take small steps baby steps but i need two years to change the way my organization functions and then maybe i'll be uh, ready to make that change into uh, from from being a product centric to customer centric first in the previous uh, question as you said that what are the challenges that you face right so uh, these challenges will always stay like uh, if you are becoming more customer centric you are doing uh your business based on what the customer need and you it's it's not a comfortable area because you have as i said you have to constantly change so so yeah you have to ask these right questions and it's always not a necessity always have to understand so banking as an industry so if suppose a ceo of a city bank or a hsbc if they ask this question so uh, if i am ready to make this change maybe they are not okay so take some time make those changes uh, internally and then come up with a solution okay and then make that change so just don't uh, dive into it uh, first analyze and understand where do you stand and then go for the change so that should be the first that should be my strategy so when i am trying to move into this space very well said sir um the uh, talking about comfort and disruptions uh, traditionally most of the organizations they prefer to be product centric so what uh, what are the motivative motivators that you know push them from being a product centric to a customer centric uh, organization and what kind of challenges will they face while moving these approaches right so you you want to know the challenges right from product right so uh, in terms of challenges i think as i said the biggest challenge would be uh, so a, as a leader i am concerned about my top line my bottom line my customer satisfaction score so when i am uh, becoming uh, a customer centric uh, i am i'm focusing more into customer centricity i know my nps score is bound to improve that will definitely happen but i'll have to make sure that my bottom line and top line also consistently uh, they are in that uh, uh, they are continuing to uh, perform the way they are right whatever revenue i am able to garner so that that's continuing so this is some of the this is the biggest challenge because uh, to any ceo if you are not able to uh, if you are not able to grow as an organization right 
you know that okay uh, when i am so as i said there are many changes that you have to make uh, and and the back end in terms of you have to make uh, investments into your it you have to make investments into the culture the change management aspects of you it you have to culturally uh, uh, you have to train them uh, there's a cost involved so there's a lot of cost involved when you are moving from product centric to customer centric now as a ceo or as a leader if that person is able to understand okay so x is what i'm spending on this change right and uh, y is my outcome now this y uh, whatever my output is from this change you have to uh, take into consideration all the scenarios that this might fail as well so if this fails then what okay so some of the biggest challenges are as i uh, so to summarize some of the biggest challenges are the company the, the the cultural mindset okay so your r&d team is not ready to make these changes so frequently okay so they are uh, maybe they are only happy with me making three changes to a product in six months but if i am becoming customer centric it has to be quick it has to happen in every one month you have to go on adding features you have to go on uh, surprising the customers it's a constant mode of it's 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 in a uh, you are in a constant world of change so these things these are some of the biggest challenges and that is why even some of the biggest organization they don't uh, they don't take these steps okay from moving in from moving uh, from product centric being a product centric company to a customer centric company generally what companies do so suppose i have 10 products in my portfolio and let's say uh, i have two of these products which are not performing well okay what i'll do is i'll select these two products i will change this whole model of functioning right and i'll present it to the uh, market so that even if i lose out okay it's not a big loss and once i get the feedback for these two products then i can uh, move towards changing the my other eight products okay the the becoming more customer centric so you have to you have to understand what you need to change and if that change comes at a cost uh, how much is it and culture so so financial and the the mindset of your employees so these two are the biggest challenges when you are moving from product centric to customer centric because anyways so customer here is definitely a concern but as i said if you are making the right tweaks if you are uh, if you are doing the right amount of research on your customer before moving into customer centricity you would be covering all the areas that a customer is interested in so that is definitely not much of a concern so i am assuming that the research is proper uh before making that change to a product but the financial and the cultural aspect the cultural mindset these two are the biggest challenges very very deep answer sir thank you sir uh so on this only uh, line of thinking would you say it's a good practice to start with the customer and work backwards to a product or a service right uh 
so generally uh, uh, you can do that but so right now i i, I don't think uh, so i i don't have any company so is there any company that comes to your mind which started from being customer centric and then it became product centric sir as you have given an example before we can take apple only because right. uh, apple iphones i mean because they started very very well off you know with a lot of tweaks and designs in mind by offering different different kind of apps and keeping it open ended so that others can get in and make new products something that customers do not even know that they require so right. that was a big revolution but uh, slowly slowly now it has become more about its features like adding an extra camera or making the camera a better quality or just improving the build and right. uh, so 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 uh, yeah so as i was saying that when there is a product which is completely new okay so uh, apple uh, apple's example uh, so i think since apple is some is a company which is known for its innovation right so they came up with something which is which was not at all there okay so that is completely a product centric approach because i feel that you cannot make uh, disruptions unless and until you can think beyond what is already existing right you have to think out of the box and anything which is uh, not there in the market you don't know whether the customer will like it or uh, they won't because uh, right now I, i i don't have a name of a company which failed but definitely there are uh, various companies which failed even after some uh, wonderful uh, innovation okay so so generally the trend is uh, companies they start with being products like They, they, for these companies, type of companies who focus more in on innovation. Okay, so there, uh, the customer, uh, oh, sorry, there the company is being more product centric. Okay, these things actually vary from industry to industry. Now let's take banking. So in banking, you cannot. Uh, there's, there's, there are certain guidelines you have abide by. Okay, so even though if you want to build this. nice and uh, cool product maybe you won't be able to do that because there are certain regulatory guidelines that you have to follow because you are dealing with someone's money uh, they trust you for that and it's a very sensitive thing for any uh, so you can live your day without an ipod okay but you cannot live your day without a bank or a bank account right so that's you cannot live your day without a money and money is what is uh, what's driving these banks uh, in terms of the the products they are offering so uh, be it a savings account a cards or a, anything so it's helping you to transact right so that's the thing so you cannot live your day without a transaction so that's the core thing so in certain industries even if you want you will have to think twice before you come up with a product because there are certain things that you have to abide by but in in case of an apple it's 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 an uh, you you can come up with anything right so from banks now if you think of fintechs so what are fintechs doing is is, is it a disruption uh, i don't think it's a disruption it's still helping in transactions right it's still helping in the basic idea of uh, moving money from one place to another it's making it seamless 
that's it it's making it easier to transact that's it right uh, it's it's uh, leading to lesser interactions with the bank or with the company so before you have to transact your money so they are making those changes to the overall process or the journey they are not they, they are not uh, in, in the banking world so uh, again so cryptocurrency you can call it a disruption right but is is it something that a bank came up with it no so that's the thing so it's it's, it's very difficult to find. so when you are in an industry when you are in a certain industry you, there are certain boundaries so this answer will be different for every industry right so if you're talking about facebook google apple it's a different scenario if you're talking about oil and gas industry it's a different scenario if we're talking about banking it's a different so uh, what are the key elements of customer centricity and uh, what sets this strategy apart from its other traditional counterparts right so the key elements, uh, as I said, that the key elements are uh, when you when you have your uh, so the the four things that I said, right? So you have customized products. You know uh, what your customer wants uh, in terms of the customer experience, right? The journey, the customer journey. You are simplifying the customer journey, right? To, a, to an extent where you achieve the desired result with lesser interactions and with more meaningful interactions. You have this, uh, you have this uh, feedback loop where, where you have this uh, uh, circle of, of where you can capture, you, you help the customer uh, interact with your product and then the customer will give you feedback and then you make changes to the product so this circle has to be complete right when you are becoming more customer centric and then uh, that's that's a, so these three i would say are the key aspects to support these aspects the the analytics the digital transformation the cultural changes so these things come into the picture right and the cost uh, so whatever so you have to understand how much you have can you uh, do you have the luxury of uh, spending that much amount on on making this journey seamless or coming up with a maybe transforming this entire journey so even in a bank i would say that uh, so this was the first question that uh, uh, they used to ask us uh, so they asked us when i started my excel journey so when was the last time you visited a, a bank uh, right a branch and everybody used to say uh, maybe six months back, four months back, but it's very different for our, uh, for, for a generation, uh, which is like of our moms or dads, right? So, uh, so are you kind of uh, decreasing the touch points, but you're able to achieve the outcome? I am making that transaction happen with lesser touch points with me more meaningful touch points. So now there are maybe two to three times that a customer has to interact for that transaction to happen, but those are more meaningful. You're capturing more data. And again, you're feeding that into your process and you're improvising on it. And maybe one year later, you come up with a new process or new journey. So it's a constant process of change. 
brilliant sir this has truly been a very insightful and a very deep and meaningful session um thank you for taking out your time for us and answering our questions and engaging us uh, i would like to express my gratitude to all the members of concert for the presence and contribution to this webinar and i extend my gratitude to anamitra sir for taking your time out of your busy schedule and uh, sacrificing your weekend time for us thank you very much sir uh, no worries thank you vivian thank you consult club and thank you uh, vishal again uh, for reaching out to me and uh, i would say that okay so i i tried my best uh, i hope you learned something or kind of uh, it will make you think about certain things right so that's the most important thing at least you want to think about making a change or thinking the way business operates so that's the first step that you should take and uh, hopefully i helped in that cause and uh, it was lovely interacting with you guys and i would definitely suggest all of you guys to watch simon sinek's video because uh, that's uh, i think you would get get most of your answers for this topic from that and you can like connect all the dots it's from that video but uh, yeah it, it was very uh, it was great interacting with you guys and thank you for this initiative